0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T and 5 for Thursday, October 13th. Let's jump into today's top stories. USA Today's Steve Berkowitz and Lance Pugmire assert spending on head coach salaries has spun out of control. First, they point out that, according to this year's annual USA Today examination, FBS head coach's pay reveals a 15.3% rise in average total compensation compared to last season's. The greatest one-year spike since the current basic methodology was put in place for the 2009 survey they also note that at least 21 of the 65 power 5 schools basically one-third are paying at least 1 million dollar more to head coaches than they were scheduled to pay last season meanwhile the average pay for the 52 power 5 public school head coaches is just over 5.45 million dollars this season up from 4.66 million dollar last season US Congressman from New Jersey Bill Pascrell says he is alarmed by the multimillion-dollar salaries and lavish benefits that state universities are doling out to athletic coaches, while enjoying robust federal funding and tax exemptions, and indicates he's certain his House Oversight Committee will address the situation. This is a deeply dysfunctional arrangement. American taxpayers didn't sign up to subsidize exorbitant college coaching contracts. One prominent athletic department supporter counters that the head football coaches are essentially the CEOs of the department's biggest revenue generators and asks if you look at other companies throughout the country that aren't sports-related, how much are their CEOs getting paid? U.S. Senators Tommy Tuberville of Alabama and Joe Manchin of West Virginia have released feedback from stakeholders regarding NIL and note that five themes emerged, including the role of collectives, The prevalence of inducements, the need for contract transparency and fairness, an emphasis on education and the experience of athletes, and protecting the ability for small institutions to participate in athletics with larger institutions, per ON3's Andy Wittry. From the letter, notably, more than 70% of the commenters recommended that any future legislation address the issue of whether and how to regulate, control, or ban collectives. The American Athletic Conference, in its response, reiterated the need to keep NIL separate from recruiting. The intent of NIL legislation was to allow student-athletes to find legitimate opportunities to be compensated for the use of their NIL. It was not to find a way around the rules that would allow boosters to be involved in the recruiting process. Headlining attorney Mitt Winter points out there are already NCAA rules prohibiting NIL to be used as a recruiting inducement, so the federal government is being asked to either enforce the NCAA's rules or provide antitrust immunity for NCAA enforcement. Of those rules, I'm not sure the federal government wants to do either of those things, or can agree on a bill that includes either of those things. And why does the NCAA exist if it can't enforce its own rules? Overall, I'm skeptical that a federal NIL bill will be passed anytime soon, if ever. The Mercury News' John Wilner takes a more quantitative approach in parsing Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren's remarks, in which he purportedly turned down the temperature on further expansion in the immediate future. Specifically, Wilner contends that Big Ten's media partners don't have the cash or the interest in adding schools, with one exception, Notre Dame. It's simple math, folks. Now, we don't know exactly how much the Big 10's new media rights contract is worth annually to the 16 schools, and we believe reports after the August 18th announcement inflated the true value. But let's use $70 million per school per year as the baseline, because it's within a reasonable range. Using that baseline figure, any additions also would need to carry a media valuation of $70 million just to be revenue-neutral, for the 16 members. In other words, For more West Coast schools would require $280 million per year in additional payments to the Big Ten, from its media partners. Over the seven years of the contract, that's $2 billion. Are Washington, Oregon, Stanford and Cal worth $2 billion over seven years to Fox, NBC and CBS? We're skeptical. Michigan State President Samuel Stanley has resigned, stating that he, like the Michigan State University Faculty Senate and the Associated Students of Michigan State University, have lost confidence in the actions of the current Board of Trustees and I cannot in good conscience continue to serve this board as constituted. The actions of the campus over the past month have shown the world that Michigan State University will not accept micromanagement by board members of the operations of the university and that we will hold individuals, no matter what their rank, accountable for their action, Colorado State AD Joe Parker discusses several topics with D1 Ticker and Connect's Kristen Ergel, including receiving the largest gift in Mountain West history devoted solely to women's athletics, how the $5 million investment will be used, what he would say to ADs about constructing on-campus football stadiums, funding future projects and how the Rams are positioning themselves as the industry continues to change. Check out the full interview, only on Connect. Thank you for tuning in to the evening standard of the D1T and 5 for Thursday, October 13th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.